No longer an apartment 125, but it is surely unfiltered. Welcome back to 125 Unfiltered. Hope everyone's had a wonderful weekend. Hope everyone here in Chapel Hill surviving midterm season. I know I got one tomorrow, but I've obviously created the time to break down UNC women's soccer's shocking loss to Virginia. It was certainly a tale of two halves. And I've heard a lot of people say, how did this happen? How did the switch get flipped just like that in a 30-minute span? Well, that's what I'm here for. So let's get it started. UNC dominated the first half. And I mean dominated. Started in the 14th minute. Avery Patterson had a great shot on goal. Saved by the Virginia goalkeeper. But Emily Murphy in the right place at the right time for the rebound. Puts it into the back of the net to give UNC the 1-0 lead. Her fourth goal on the season. Great positioning there by Emily Murphy. And then Ali Sentinor, who was fantastic in this first half. Uh, Avery Patterson sent her a pass. She she had some great footwork around the six-yard box, made a couple Virginia defenders miss, and then slotted the ball cross, across the goal away from the goalkeeper. And uh, that was 2-0 for the Tar Heels in 25 minutes. Uh, again, Sentinor was really, really good in the first half, making great runs, showing her speed, showing her footwork. Uh, and, I mean, she was just destroying this Virginia defense uh, in every way possible. And Avery Patterson with both assists on the game. This front three was very, very effective to for the first 45 minutes. And UNC held Virginia to zero shots in the first half. It was six to nothing in shots in advantage of the Tar Heels. And it looked like they were just going to run away with this. I was questioning, is this really the seventh best team in the country? I just, I didn't believe it. I couldn't, I just didn't, I thought UCF was more competitive actually, but then in the second half, everything collapsed for the Tar Heels. And when I mean collapse, let's just start in the 54th minute, Rebecca Jarrett with a slow shot from outside the 18 with her left foot going to the right corner. So Emmy Allen had a decently long distance to go. And she wasn't able to get there in time. The ball rolled in to the goal. Well placed, but not much pace on the shot. Gave Virginia a little bit of life. Uh, and then just seven minutes later, Alexa Spanstra off a corner kick. Julia Dorsey had a clear with the header, but then a Virginia player, I believe is Lacey McCormick, headed it back into the box. And then Spanstra just flicked it behind her. Emmy Allen couldn't react in time, and all of a sudden, it's a 2-2 ball game. And then, obviously, for the game-winning goal, Leah Godfrey had a shot with her right foot from outside the box. She went near post, and this is the one that Emmy Allen definitely should have saved. Not sure how it got through, uh, but Dorrance Stadium was in shock. As in just under 30 minutes of game time, Virginia scores three goals, tearing up the UNC defense. And UNC, even with a couple chances, Emily Colton had a really good chance about 8 to 10 yards out with her right foot, just went a little wide of the goal. And then uh, Maddie Dahlien had a one-on-one with the goalkeeper uh, on the right wing, and she wasn't able to get it through. She went near post. Uh, Keeper made a save. Goalie for Virginia, very solid. Five games, or five saves uh, during the game. Uh, But obviously the story here is how did UNC collapse? Because it was all Tar Heels. In the first half, like I said, Ali Sentinor was fantastic. The ball movement was good. The ball pressure, keeping UNC on the attack. Uh, but then all of a sudden, the battle of the midfield just changed. UNC had a lot of lapses 
defensively, they weren't able to kind of press the Virginia attackers as they got around the 18, allowing them to get some shots off uh, on goal because they only had three shots on goal and all of them went in. That's a problem for a defense and a and a, a goal and a goalie. So who's really to blame here? Because the I mean the life got sucked out of Dorn Stadium. Like I said, uh, it was lifeless almost. Virginia just completely turned the tide. Uh, so there's got to be someone to blame. Uh, and there are definitely a couple groups, but I think it does unfortunately start with Emmy Allen. She's been really good for the most part of this season. She has won this starting job. But the first goal and especially the third goal, those are goals you've just got to save. I know they're very well placed, but they're on the ground, especially the third one. It's near post. It's close to you. None of these are really like far post goals because, I mean, Sentinor's goal, hers was hers went far post away from the goalie. That's a tough one to save uh, with as close as she was. But from the 18, the, the fact that Emmy Allen didn't have the – didn't react in time to, I guess, just get over there. Uh, I've obviously never played goalie. I know it's hard, but she's got to make a couple of those saves. I don't really fault her for the, for the second goal because that's that's a very quick reaction that you need from that header. When that Virginia play is right in front of your face, uh, that's a tough save to make. But I would say one of the first, uh, the first or third goal, Emmy Allen's got to save that. Uh, she had no saves on the day, so hopefully she can bounce back in the next game, but she needs to be looked at a little bit as a culprit, but I'm really going to say, the ma- not the majority, the entire defense, uh, that back line, for the first time, we saw them really vulnerable. Uh, Tessa Della Rose did not have her best game by any means. I thought Dorsey and Hanson weren't really in sync in that second half. Moxley wasn't as much of a threat offensively as we normally see from that right back spot. Uh, even the the substitute left back, Elgin, she I don't think she did that much either. So I thought this back line, no one really stood out. No one really rose up to stop this Virginia attack when they were on a roll and they were getting momentum. And obviously the second goal, Dorsey didn't clear it out perfectly. That kept the ball in the box. Uh, and that's one of the worst things you can do with, with a corner kick. You Try to get it clear out, but it just does not get cleared enough because uh, that ball stayed in the 18 and it just gave UVA pretty much another corner kick. So that's something you got to clear. And that's really the first time we haven't defended a corner kick well this season. But the back line needs to be looked at because they didn't play well together. Uh, they gave up a lot of runs. I mean, two of these goals um, scored from outside the 18. That's as a defensive unit, you can't allow those shots to be taken because, again, if you put them on goal, there's always a chance that it goes in because then it's only up to one person, the goalie, obviously. Uh, I think the midfield didn't do a great job controlling uh, or just kind of stopping the bleeding uh, because Virginia just kept pressuring and pressuring just like UNC did in the first half. And it just seemed like there was no one there to change the tide, even with Sam Meza out there. UNC just could not turn it back around, came back to bite them. Uh, and I will say this, the most dangerous soccer team is a team that scores to make it 2-1, to one, to cut into the lead. And that Jarrett goal, I think, was the turning point in this game, not the tying goal. Because if you give a team a goal, which this was just a pretty standard shot that 9 out of 10 times is probably saved because it wasn't an amazing shot. Again, it was a slow shot. Um, Again, well-placed. But giving up a goal like that shows Virginia, because I believe this is their first or second shot of the game, 
gives them momentum, gives them hope. The last thing you want to do when you're trying to put a team away is give them hope. And that's what this goal did. It was pretty lazy defending, I thought. Uh, I'm trying to watch the replay back right now. Um, I believe it was Della Rose defending here. And it was either Dorsey or Moxley trying to... It was Dorsey trying to make a late step and she just didn't get there in time. Uh, allowing that play to happen, it gave Virginia a massive spark uh, on offense. And I think if that goal gets saved or doesn't go in, UNC continues on to win this game, probably keep a clean sheet. But obviously that's not what happened. Uh, and again, they weren't able to stop the bleeding. So you got to give credit to Virginia for coming back down from 2-0. We would have loved to see UNC get an equalizer when they went down. Again, a couple really good chances towards the end of the game. Uh, but the offensive production in the second half, uh, for the first 30 minutes especially, was pretty lackluster until we were down a goal uh, for the first time in the match that we really had to be desperate for, for chances. And again, getting a couple of them was nice. But you just cannot give up three goals in 30 minutes. It's going to be very hard to win a game. But also, with that being said... This is a defensive unit that has taken a lot of hits to injuries. The first half that this defense with Julia Dorsey playing out of position, you got Moxley in there at right back. She's typically a, she's listed as a forward. She's typically a right mid. Uh, This is a group that is not UNC's strongest possible defensive unit. So you also have to give them a chance the next game, give them some grace because Virginia is a good soccer team. Uh, But, I do think Macy Bell prevents some of these goals from happening. I do think even Kaylee Hare on that corner kick maybe prevents some of these mistakes from happening because, I mean, she's a young athletic freshman, played pretty well uh, until her injury. So being down two center backs, it's just a lot to ask. And the defense finally showed uh, – showed some holes, showed some vulnerability, showed some inability to to defend an opposing offense. But for the first half, um, or for, for the first half in, during their entire season, they really, because even the UCLA game, just a really unlucky break with Hanson getting pushed down or tripping or whatever, but the defense getting hand, just absolutely demolished like this in a half is something we haven't seen this season. I hope they can recover from it. But also we do have to remember uh, that we are down two of our best center backs and we're asking a lot from Tori Hansen. We're asking a lot from Tessa Delarose, who's a freshman, uh, to hold down this fort. And again, like I said, Dorsey playing center back out of position, really no defensive subs. Aside from Elgin at left back, not even throwing Abby Allen in there, who's a starter last season. So I'm hoping Coach Dorrance uh, and company can make the defensive adjustments to prevent that from happening. But also, I mean, the offense didn't do him any favors as well especially the midfield because Virginia after their first goal just continued to keep possession of the ball and the more you have possession the more chances you're gonna get uh so with what was supposed to be a great opening ACC win UNC finds themselves 0-1 in conference play because the Duke game did not count to the ACC play uh they'll be back at it this Thursday I believe uh, I believe that is against Syracuse, and then they'll be back home this Sunday to play home up uh, to to host Boston College. So that should be two games there that they should be able to win. Uh, and I know they're going to want another crack at Virginia, but we saw how they responded when they lost to UCLA. With that was with a three zero destruction of Duke. Let's see how they respond to this loss versus Virginia because 
They showed their worst half of the season. I think that'll remain to be their worst half of the season. It can't get much worse than blowing a 2-0 lead in 45 minutes. Uh, but obviously, this is a team with a lot of talent. They're still dealing with injuries. Uh, and by no means do I think this is going to be the norm for UNC women's soccer. We have seen them play really well to start this season. I am not discouraged by this performance. It gives me a little worry about the defense and the goalkeeping, but I also know know that the other side of the ball didn't do them any favors, like I said. So that's really going to do it for today's episode. Uh, Kind of a not, I mean, obviously it's interesting talking about why we lost and everything, but uh, I was wishing this was going to be uh, a more fun episode talking about beating uh, Virginia because last year it was a tie, 0-0. This was a very good game, though, uh, but you get outplayed and you're going to lose the game. So uh, I will say this is probably the first game that UNC deserved to lose, but still still very high on this team. Still think they've got a lot of potential. They'll shore things up defensively. Uh, We'll see them back out there on Thursday. Obviously got fantasy football for week two think my teams have done a lot better. I'm feeling a lot more optimistic. Everything is turning around. It's looking like I'm winning all three matchups. So last week was 0-3. This week should be 3-0. and I'm going to break it all down tomorrow and tell you guys how I have mastered the waiver wire and the draft system for fantasy football. That does it today, though, for 125 Unfiltered. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you next time.